What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Second Win Leadership Podcast. We are dedicated to helping everyday leaders find and renew their passion for leadership. I'm excited about what's happening. Um, I want to get you excited about it as well. So if you want to stay up to date on what's happening with the Second Win Leadership community, what's happening with me, what we're getting into lately, I encourage you to go to jameswilsonjr.com, sign up. You'll get all of the, the new information information. There's also some encouragement, some hope that I'm going to be trying to give you over the next uh, few weeks in the next couple of days. I really want to make sure that this is a community that we can all be a part of. And so, as I mentioned before, questions at James Wilson Jr. is going to be your best friend. I love for us to stay connected. Make sure you share, make sure you rate and review. And so without further ado, let's dive into the episode. I know for a lot of us, uh, I, I shared on the last episode that we were going to be dying, diving into an interview. And what I realized uh, through the wisdom of my wife is that maybe we should take a detour. And the real reason that I want to take a detour is that because we're actually diving into the holiday season here. Um, we're here in America diving into the holiday season. And what's about to happen at the time of this recording is Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up, New Year, New Year's Eve celebration is happening. All of those things are coming up. And so I realized that this could be a time for many people uh, that's full of food and fun and family. And for some of us, this could be super exciting. For some of us, this could be super depressing. And some of us, it could just feel meh very indifferent. And so what I want to share with you is that regardless of how you spend your holidays, I really want you to understand that the next couple of months are going to be critical for your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, and your relational health. And so because those are so critical, I wanted to take a detour from our our normal interview. I promise you in the new year, we're going to have those interviews. But over the next couple of episodes, I just want to share with you how to survive the holidays. Like legitimately, I I don't know what it's like for you, but I know for me, sometimes the holidays can just be full of mixed emotions. And so this podcast is dedicated to, to everyday leaders, finding and renewing their passion. And this is one of those spaces that I feel like we all need right now. So what I want us to do as we dive into this is I want to take you back to a story. And whether this, whether you're thinking about going to your family, uh, family function, your holiday party, any of those other things, whatever it is for you, we've all got some folks in our lives and we've all got some things in our lives that, uh, really we got to tr- try to figure out how to survive the holiday. So let me share my story with you. Around 16 years old, my parents separated. 17, my dad was locked up. At 18, my parents got divorced. And so coming back and forth from college and then going back home, going to the holidays were, they were really difficult. Um, there was a lot of stuff there that I, I couldn't, I couldn't just overcome and I couldn't just deal with. And so the way I dealt with it is that I, first of all, I, I saw that it was dysfunctional. And the way that I dealt with the dysfunction is that I created some distance. 
What I did was I created some distance, but I also created some un- unhealthy dialogue about my family, about myself uh, in the process. And what also started to happen is that I actually wanted to start creating and I wanted to actually divorce myself from my family. So there were uh, just numerous holidays, numerous seasons where I just didn't show up to parties. I didn't want to be bothered. I even tried to uh, really invite my wife into that same space and she wasn't having it, that I didn't want to do the holidays the way we uh, did them before because they were points of hurt for me. And so maybe for you, you're thinking about the family gathering that you have to go to, the holiday party, um, the Thanksgiving meal, the Christmas party, Christmas celebration, whatever it is for you. Maybe for you, it's the company gathering. Maybe for you, it's the church gathering. And you're thinking about all the things that you'd like to divorce yourself from. And I want to encourage you just for a moment that before you create some distance, let's actually move towards people. You and I are deeply connected to people. We need relationships, but let's face it. One of the challenging aspects of holidays, one of the most challenging aspects of the holidays is dealing with people. So what I want to do is I want to give you three critical conversations. Let's put it this way. Three courageous conversations you need to have before the next, ga- before the next gathering. Is that fair? Three courageous conversations that you've got to have before the next gathering. So here's the catch though. You're not going to have these conversations with anybody else <laughs> but yourself. You're not going to have it with anybody else but yourself. What I want you to do as we walk through this together, I want you to think about somebody else on the other side of your table. Think about that person, that uncle who's going to get under your skin. Think about uh, that that family member who you just, they always have something critical to say. Think about the coworker, the boss. Think about the church member, the uh, organizational member, that volunteer committee you're a part of. Whatever it is, think about that person. And I want you to begin having a conversation with yourself. And I almost want you to envision them on the other side. Okay. So this is how we're, we're going to survive. Here it is. I'm going to give you three courageous conversations you need to have before the next gathering, company party, family gathering, whatever. This is going to be part one of how we survive the holidays. Three courageous conversations. Number one, You've got to have this conversation with yourself. This is what helped me as I think about over the years, how I got more connected to family and how I'm trying to get more connected to family and working towards getting over myself. Here's what I've been dealing with. Number one is I am not you. The first conversation you've got to have with yourself is that you've got to take inventory and you've got to look at the person on the other side of the table in your mind because sometimes we don't have the courage to deal with it just yet. I want you to have the conversation and say, I am not you. I'm not you. So leaders carry the burden of clarity, right? Any leader is going to carry the burden of clarity. I'm not going to assume I'm going to carry the burden of clarity. And so we teach people, I teach people how to treat me. And so I am not you. And because I'm not you, here it is very practical. Because I'm not you, I'm going to start expressing what I want and I don't want. I'm not you. And so because I'm not you, you and I don't see things the same way. We're different. 
You and I don't have the same likes, the same wants, the same desires, the same goals. We are different. I am not you. And I'm telling you, family, this has been so helpful for me to actually get over some of the things that I was trying to get people to be like me. And I finally started to realize that I'm not you. Here's this is silly, but this is what I had to navigate. Um, over the years, I just have not liked stuffing. I don't, I love to eat, but I hate stuffing. And I would go from family gathering to family gathering to family gathering, and everybody would say, Oh, you need to try this stuffing. And and I would appease them. I, I'd acquiesce and I'd, you know, try the stuffing. And this person said, Well, you haven't tried my mama's stuffing. And I'd try it and I didn't like it. You haven't tried this person's stuffing. I'd try it and I didn't like it. And finally, I just decided that I didn't like your mama's stuffing. I don't like my mama's stuffing. And I don't like her mama's stuffing. The truth is, I don't like stuffing. Like, I just don't like stuffing. And what's crazy is there are some things that you don't like. There are some things that you do like. Like. That's what makes you you. I love what Peter Scazzaro says in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. He says that this is differentiation. And differentiation is a person's capacity to define his or her own life's goals and values apart from the pressures of those around them. In other words, you and I can disagree with each other and yet still remain in relationship. That I can hold on to who I am and who I'm not. And the truth is, I am not you. And because I'm not you, I can start expressing what I want and I don't want. I can set some healthy boundaries because I'm not you. But what I also can do because I'm not you is that I can stop assuming I know what you're thinking. You look at that person on the other side of you. They don't know what you're thinking. I can't continue to assign motives to that person's actions because it's not fair, because I'm not you. The truth is, I know, and I'm not trying to minimize trauma at all. I know for many of us, we walk into family gatherings, company parties, and we're reminded of the history and the hurt and the hangups that we actually have to keep going back to. But I want to encourage you just for a moment that you can't actually look at someone's heart and know what's going on. You're not God. I'm not God. Like we don't do that type of stuff. And so I can't continue to assign motives to people's actions. The truth is, I don't know what they meant by that comment. I don't know what they were trying to get to when they said that. Yep, they seem like they're being passive aggressive. Yeah, this is not making sense to me. But the truth is, I'm not you. And because I'm not you, I can start expressing what I don't want and do want. I can stop assuming uh, that I know what you're thinking. But because I'm not you, I can continue learning about you. In other words, I can continue asking questions. I don't know what that comment meant. I don't know what you were trying to say. I, you and I raise our kids differently. I don't like my kids running around crazy uh, at holiday or family functions. And But you may like that. And so maybe the burden of clarity rests on me to say, hey, what happened here? Hey, what's going on here? And not in a condemning nature, but in a, I, would, I like to call this compassionate curiosity that I can start asking questions to find out, Hey, what, what, what makes you tick? Why do you do what you do? What happened 
this time? What happened here? Uh, something very practical. Is that somebody you feel like they're making a passive aggressive comment? Maybe instead of internalizing and holding a grudge, maybe we can start with saying, hey, you said something um, a couple of minutes ago. I just want to know, what did you mean by that? I've had to do that. What did you mean by that? What were you trying to say here? And so all I want us to understand is that the first critical conversation, the first crucial or courageous conversation that you need to have with yourself as you think about the people that you're going to be going to and hanging out with and moving towards is number one, I'm not you. I'm not you. Number two is you are not me. Think about the person on the other side of the table and begin having the conversation in your head. And the reason that we're having it in your head is because I want us to start developing this in our head so that we'll have the courage to, to <clears throat> excuse me, so we'll have the courage. I want us to start developing it in our head so that we'll have the courage to share it with someone on the other side of the table. I'm not going to edit that out. I just almost had this coughing fit because I'm talking about courage and I felt like I couldn't even get my words out. Um, maybe that's what some of you feel like. Every time it comes to having these conversations, you feel like I can't get my words out. That's why I want you to have the conversation with yourself first. So here it is. The first thing is, I'm not you. The second conversation is, you are not me. Listen, I don't know what I don't know. And so I want you to treat me the way I'd want to be treated if you didn't know what you didn't know about me. I know it sounds confusing, but the truth is I don't know what I don't know. And so I want people to treat me in a way that would be honoring, in a way that would grant me compassion, in a way that would make sense. And what I want to avoid is the fundamental attribution error, right? Where I'm assigning motives to their actions and I don't know and they don't know. And now we've got this crazy thing going on where the starting point is you are not me. And because you're not me and because I want you to treat me the way I want to be treated, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with grace and not guilt. Because you're not me, I'm going to start with grace and not guilt. I heard someone say recently that grace is treating someone better than they deserve. I heard another uh, pastor say that grace is giving dessert to someone even though they didn't finish their dinner. I mean, that's good stuff. That's grace. And the, the reality is that because we are different, you won't handle things the way I handle things. And it's not my job to make you feel bad about what you did or didn't do and to keep holding a grudge over you and on you because you may not even know that what you did offended me or what you did uh, it was something that I would have never done because you're not me. I want to give people grace because they're not me. And sometimes, let's face it, sometimes I put unrealistic expectations on myself. So not only am I going to start with grace, not guilt, I'm also, because you're not me, I'm going to stop putting unrealistic expectations on you. 
I have to stop putting unrealistic expectations on you. I used to do this so much with my family. I, I've, I still do it occasionally with the people I work with, with, with my family. And I have to check myself. My wife has helped me in that area. I have to check myself that I would read a book. I would uh, go to a seminar. I'd get some coaching. I'd get some counseling. I'd watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast. And all of a sudden I'm having this revelation. I'm having this growth. I'm, I'm doing this developing and I I'm assuming that the people on the other side of the table should have the same knowledge, the same information, the same revelation that I had, even though they didn't have the same experience I had. What I started to realize is that that's not fair because you're not me. The truth is, it's not fair. I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me. I, I, I know we all know what it feels like to be in the room with someone who is over talking you and making you feel small. And I don't want us to do that. I don't want to do that. And I know for many of you, we don't intentionally do that. So we've got to stop putting unrealistic expectations on others. In other words, I, I would, I would, um, in the past, I would make people pay for things that they did or said last year. Last year, the last function, they didn't give me uh, the, the food that I was looking for. Last year, the last function, they asked me to make a bunch of stuff. They didn't take into account my financial budget. And now I'm bringing food to the table and nobody else has brought food to the table. And I'm holding a grudge against them. And the crazy thing is, they don't even care about it. They weren't even thinking about it. Because I put unrealistic expectations on them. I'm assuming that they should know everything that I know and feel everything that I feel. And that's not fair. But I also have to navigate that here's something that's really personal that we've got to stop expecting our parents, our siblings, our cousins, our coworkers, our bosses to be something that they can't be. One of the things that was so real for me that I had to get over, I told you earlier that my parents were divorced. My dad was locked up. I had to actually give up this expectation that my dad would be able to function in my life the way that I expected him or wanted him to function in my life when I was a kid. It was years that went by. I had to stop expecting my mom to function in a, a certain way because she was dealing with her own stuff. She was dealing with her own hurt of divorce. I had to stop waiting for my, my sisters, expecting them, expecting my brothers, my sisters. Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. I had to stop expecting my wife to perform in a certain way that she could never perform because she didn't have the experiences I had. She didn't have to walk through the things that I had to walk through. So it's not fair. Here's the other piece that because you are not me, it's my job to continue to teach you about me. There are some positions you used to hold that are no longer necessary. There are some viewpoints that people have held about you that are no longer necessary, that are no longer true about you. I heard someone say recently, because you are you, you have the right to change. You actually have the right to change your opinions. You actually have the right to change who you are. That is the beauty of the human experience, that we can change that we can transform, we can change. And here's the reality, because you're not me, the only way you'll learn is if I show you. 
I know this is something that's so pointed at me in my heart because oftentimes um, I would, again, expect people to just go based off of my words. I'm not that kid anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not the coworker I was last year. I'm not uh, the family member I was this time ago. But what if we stopped talking so much and we actually showed people? What if you demonstrated something to them that was different than what they were used to? And I'm not minimizing your trauma because I know some of us go, uh, are having to deal with things that I can, I can't even begin to imagine. So what I'm sharing with you is not to say go to environments that are hurtful for you, but I am encouraging you to have enough courage to go to the environments that may be uncomfortable for you because it's in that discomfort that often we experience growth. Last piece. I'm not you. You're not me. But the third one is so powerful. I am because we are. I am because we are. This is a South African term uh, called Ubuntu. Ubuntu. I'll get into this at another point, but this concept, this South African concept of family points us to to say that we are all interconnected. We're all interdependent on each other, that we don't have to be codependent on each other, but we're interdependent. In other words, we make each other better. We need community. We need connection. As much as we want to create distance, we actually need connection. And what I want to share with you is that regardless of what happened or didn't happen in your life, you need connection. And that connection is a choice. And so because I am, I am because we are, I'm going to start bridging the gap. Start bridging the gap. Learn the story. What happened to them? Why do they do what they do? Like, what, what, why is it that your, your mom does things that way? Why don't you ask her? Start learning the story. Why is it that your, your dad functioned this way? Why does your cousin keep saying that to you? What is the tension going on with your family? Like, can we start asking the question, what is the story? What's going on here? Like, why don't these, uh, grown women talk to each other anymore? Let's learn the story. Let's not assume. The other piece, because I am because we are, I am because we are, I've got to stop creating the distance. I'm going to start bridging the gap, but I'm going to stop creating the distance. In other words, you are a part of them. You and I are part of each other, right? And so you're not perfect. I usually say this at church. The minute I walk into the building, we're no longer perfect. Because I'm not perfect. And so the truth is, because I'm not perfect, I know that nobody else is perfect. And so what I have to stop doing is that I need to stop demonizing people for seasons that I just came out of. It bothers me, man, when you go to family functions or other spots and someone has lost a ton of weight and now because they've lost a ton of weight, they're now looking at you with uh, eyes of judgment and condemnation and you were just in a season with me. What if you change your view for a second and instead of trying to condemn, what if you actually collaborated with this person and helped them towards their goal? Again, stop creating the distance. And the final piece is this, y'all. I am because we are. Continue to find common ground. Start bridging the gap. Stop creating the distance. Continue to find some common ground. Usually at family gatherings, company parties, all of these things, these are people that you at some point actually liked, (laughs) that you actually love. And so maybe the family gathering and the company party, maybe this church gathering is not the space to convert people to your viewpoints. 
but maybe it's a time for you to have some deep and meaningful conversations. Maybe it's a spot for you to actually find out what you all have in common. Maybe there's some values that you have. Maybe there's some goals that you do share. Maybe there's some struggles that you do share. Maybe there's some pain that you guys can grow together from and through. Maybe there's some things that you really have in common, but you'll never know those things until you, until you start talking about it. I'm sharing this to say all of this, y'all, that these are courageous conversations. I'm not uh, expecting you to have them tomorrow or expecting you to have them uh, with someone else in the next couple of days, but it will be phenomenal. I promise you it will be so life-giving for you to start having these conversations with yourself. This is something that's been helping me over the years. I'm not perfect at it, but it's something that I have to walk through every single time I walk into a family gathering, a company party, because I have to realize that these are people that I truly love. And not only are these people that I truly love, but these are people that I choose. If you're in an unhurtful situation, uh, um, an abusive situation, you don't have to put up with that. You don't have to put up with emotional, uh, physical, mental, verbal abuse. If that's what the gathering is going to be, I would tell you to avoid it. But if it's not going to be that, if it's just a little bit of discomfort, can I encourage you to have these courageous conversations with yourself and then have them with someone else eventually? I'm not you. You're not me, but I am because we are. Listen, family, I hope that your holidays are going to be phenomenal. I hope that you have a lot of fun, that you eat some good food, and that you spend time with people that you call family. Um, I hope that in all of this, you'll get your second win again. These were three courageous conversations, and this is part one of how to survive the holidays. I want you all to stay tuned. If this has been helpful, if it's been beneficial, I please like rate, review. Um, I would love for you to share this with someone who you know this could benefit. Share it with your team. Share it with your family member. I've been sharing it with some of my family members um, and my team members. And one of the best compliments I got, one review, someone said, I was going to share this information. I was going to, she said, every, every day I share some information with my staff. Um, and this time around, instead of sharing John Maxwell, I'm going to share some James Wilson. Listen, I'm not that big of a deal, but that was so encouraging to me. And so if this stuff has been encouraging to you, let me know. I mean, that means a lot to me. I am because we are, right? That means so much to me. So share, uh, rate, review, and please let's stay connected. Stay up to date with everything at jameswilsonjr.com. I can't wait until the next episode. We're going to dive into some more um, how to survive the holidays. All right, y'all. I'm looking forward to it. Um, listen, go, go renew your passion for leadership and the people that you get a chance to do it with. All right. Love you. Talk to you next time.